Tori Krug of the Boston Bruins unfortunately scored a real big uh, overtime goal this week against my Minnesota Wild. After right into the minutia. Yeah, right into it. Right after the they they came back from I believe it was a two goal deficit, and his celebration was this little like double fist pump thing. And so the Boston Bruins, like their official Twitter account, sent out a a, a tweet that said, "We don't know what this is, but we love it." And Tori Krug later, uh, like, quote tweeted it and just did the gif of Frank the Tank pumping his arms after he'd finished the <laughs> beer bong in old school. Good stuff. I, I thought that was pretty funny. So he kind of, he's clarifying there that his celebration was, in fact, a Frank the Tank reference. People are excited when they score against the Wild. Uh, yeah. What and are you saying? They just get excited when they score against the Wild. Uh-huh. They're such a good team that when you score a goal, it feels oh, like celebrating. Now you're just mocking them. Yeah. Oh, this episode's going to go well. That's an well, interesting start. Interesting we start. With, start. We start with Minutia. Uh-huh. Sound of Hockey episode 62. It is Thanksgiving week, and we are giving thanks by calling this episode the Oli Jokinen episode. Because when we think about Thanksgiving, you think about Oli Jokinen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Oli Jokinen, the, the turkey, mashed potatoes. Yeah, I don't know. John, why are we calling it the Ole Jokinen <laughs> well, episode? Ole Jokinen only wore 62 for the Islanders for one year in the year 2000. Okay, so this is a deep cut 62. Yeah, deep cut. But yep. the reason why I love that it's the Ole Jokinen episode is we get to talk about Mike Milbury, Andy's oh, oh. favorite GM of all time. So Ole Jokinen was traded to the Florida Panthers with with Roberto Luongo. Heard of him. For Oleg Kavasha. Oh, oh yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. And former Seattle Thunderbird, Mark Parrish. Oh. Yeah. So this is just another example why Mike Milbury is probably the worst general manager in history. Hmm. So, uh, Did he also trade Zdeno Chara from the Islanders? He, he traded Zdeno Chara. Uh, that was for Alexi Yashin. All right. right? Yeah, yeah, uh, a good player. Yeah. He had that nice turtleneck that he wore. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, but they also traded a first rounder who was Jason Spezza, who... That's a pretty good player as well. Yep. So Milbury is the worst. He's terrible. He shouldn't be on TV. Anytime I can talk about him being horrible, <laughs> uh, I bring it up. Hey, you <laughs> talked about Don Cherry and how much you thought that he was horrible, and then let's see what happens. So, so maybe Mike Mil- Mil- Milbury will get, will, get, <laughs> will get fired. I am Darren Brown, a.k.a. Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter, joined as always by Andy Ide. How's it going? I'm Andy Ide on Twitter. Okay, cool. Uh, and John Barr. <laughs> Hello, John. Hello, everyone. Uh, NHL2 Seattle on the Twitter. And we are coming to you from Bardown Studios in Seattle. We have no new reviews this week, but you know, last week I was just uh, indicating that we should maybe just start calling out our friends. So John, who do you want to call out this week? Jordan, has Jordan left a review? I doubt Jordan has. Mm. I want to do uh, Montreal fan Patrick. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen anything from is. Patrick. Yeah. All right. You, you, you or, know who you are, Patrick. Yeah. We had a Hab fan, though. Do we have a Hab fan? Uh, I'm so not someone sure. Someone said named Hab fan? Maybe, yeah. Could that but have been think, him? I don't think it was him. All right. No. I don't think so. No, pretty sure it wasn't. I'll feel better, John. You called out a guy who's already done one. <laughs> By the way, uh, we haven't forgotten. Remember when we promised that we were going to do something special oh, yeah, if you yeah. got to 100 reviews by uh, October 31st? Well, we realize that we're several weeks past that now, and we haven't done the quote-unquote special thing, but we're still working on it. We're going to do that thing for you We know at some what point. we want to do. We know what we want to do. We just haven't tied it together just yet. It takes slash. a lot of coordination. It, re- it really does. <laughs> we're exaggerating a little, but we'll do it at some point. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Anyway, episode 62, let's start with some Seattle NHL talk. John, what is the latest? I feel like there's been some stuff, like some little rumblings in the news. I don't know if it's really groundbreaking stuff, but what do you got? Well, uh, Ron Francis, while speaking at a conference up in Toronto last week, which is like kind of associated with the Hall of Fame week, Mm -hmm. um, mentioned that the name and the timeline on the name sounds like first quarter or first half. Okay. Hopefully. Okay. Which is Were actually we saying that before <laughs> yes. for like six months. I feel yes. like yeah, I feel like we've been here before. Yeah. Like this is a rerun all of a sudden now. Yeah, so the original timeline was the All Star break, okay. which is end of January. So that's still first well, I think the original timeline. That is in the first or half. First I think the original half. timeline. No, but which original timeline? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we literally heard uh spring of twenty nineteen. Yep. Right? That's from one out. of the minority owners. I yep. know specifically who and where and w- what was said. Yep. Um and then it was pushed to summer. Then I think fall at one time, and yeah. then latest, it seemed like they were locking on the All-Star break. At least they're still kind of in the same area now. Yeah, they're within six months. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's it's coming. I know it's frustrating. The one thing, here's the one, a little bit of a get off my lawn, is when people say, oh, it's so stupid, so much merch sales because of Christmas would have been sold this year. But mm, they're gonna do that's fine. not going to be the driver. That's yeah. not the priority here. It's getting it right, right? And now I'm not defending them, keep on moving it, but, but come on, people. Like, you get one shot and, at it. And to be honest, I'd rather trust the billionaire owners on their business decisions on this thing instead of like rushing something out to, to get a short-term pop of merch sales in a month. I mean, so, if you if you rush it, you're going to end up with a name like Crap Weasels. Ooh. Whoa, whoa, oh. rush it? And what I the hell is that that, that was mean? really well thought out, to be <laughs> yeah. fair. I mean, we <laughs> vetted that oh, yeah. exhaustively. It took about two seconds. I see a box here that says Dachshunds on the side of it. That could be good. Seattle Dachshunds. Oh, oh man. I'd like that. Mm. That would be good. Interesting. Then you could, the whole team would be team puppies. You guys That's would right. love it. Yeah. By the way, I had a tweet this week that somebody was just like, hey, can you explain to me why you hate team puppies so much? <laughs> fair fair question. Uh, and, and we did talk about it, but it was like way, way back. Yeah. It was one of the original get off my lawns. And I think we even called get off my lawn, get off my lawn because it was talking about puppies. But um, <laughs> I just I decided that I didn't like the fact that every team that had a team puppy was like having a terrible season and they'd, they'd try to like it was a distraction. steer <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Could it have been the Blues last year? Was it the uh, Blues? Were I think the, the Blues were the first ones. I so wonder if that's... Is debunked because that turned their season around. Yeah, I know puppy. now, but at the time, it was BS because it was <laughs> it was clear that like every team that stunk was getting a team puppy because like, oh, our team's really bad, but hey, look at this cute puppy. Hey, here's a distraction, a cute exactly. puppy. Yeah. Exactly. So what will be the next thing now that everyone's got a puppy? Team kittens. Which I have a theory because I, I actually hate cats, but like whoa whoa kittens, whoa whoa cat kittens lovers, are super we love cute. He's like you guys love cats. Andy I have a cats. cat. Well, I, I'm allergic to them, uh, but yeah. Well, fine. I I don't really like Andy either. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Wow. Oh. But yeah, I, I have holiday, a theory that it's a holiday season. kittens yeah. are <laughs> kittens are very cute until they are no longer kittens, and then they're cats, and then you're like, oh no, this is bad. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, so that's going to be bad for these teams that, that go kittens. So I anyway, we're not the NHL Seattle, Seattle news. Yeah. We're not the Seattle the wild cats. cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else you got? Any other NHL Seattle news? <laughs> uh, so the, the NHL had their general manager meeting at the same time. Ron Francis with another thing, cause he's not allowed at the general manager meeting yet. Hmm. Uh, until Seattle pays up. Oh, okay. They haven't done all their payments yet, but okay. they will. And apparently in 2021 checks in the mail, not quite, but, uh, <laughs> 
So some interesting things came out of that about the expansion draft. As we all know, Vegas is exempt from the expansion draft, so Seattle won't be able to take any players off their roster. But the league is also wants to make sure that Vegas doesn't do any kind of side deals or parking players agreeing to take a player on to, to, to save them from the expansion draft and then trade them back to the original team, things like that. So the, the league is going to look at and they, they haven't really set out the parameters other than, quote, smell test. Mm. on any kind of trades that they think might be shady. Okay. So just a little interesting tidbit, I thought, that Vegas is an outlier here. So Vegas is not allowed to be an offshore bank account. Exactly. And I don't know that in the history of the league, I didn't check on this, but I'm going to guess that of all the expansion drafts that have ever happened, this is the first time one team has been exempt well, from it, unless I'm missing something. I, that's a good question, because, because the Ottawa and Stanley usually they come in two teams at once. Right? Not always, not always. It's come, sometimes they've come off like a, a stagger a year. Oh, yeah, yeah. But But keep in mind, like... Before the expansion draft was really set up to like dump bad contracts, yeah, it wasn't right? like it is now. <laughs> so like probably teams wanted to participate, even mm-hmm. first year teams. But um, the interesting thing is uh, Ron Francis speaking to Thirty One Thoughts with Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick. He talked about a new variable to the to the expansion draft is Las Vegas mm-hmm. in general, right? So doesn't mean they can't do real deals, right? Mm-hmm. With and Vegas, it doesn't mean Seattle can't make a trade with Vegas either. Yeah, and a three way. I mean, who yeah. knows? But that's another variable. Oh, that Menage a trois, if you will. Of trades. Very clear with Vegas. It's like trade, but French. Sure. Is that, is that the French word for trade? Is trod? It's trod, yeah. <laughs> I don't think uh, No, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, okay. Man, this is so <laughs> Any Francophiles out there, let us know. So Vegas is just this variable that you're going to have to kind of keep an yeah. eye on, um, that they're going to have to be aware of because it, it's, it's not directly transferable to what Vegas went through when they yep. did their expansion draft. But the so league, I thought that was interesting. The league's on the lookout for any kind of shady. But, but I'm saying shady or not. Yeah. Like, this is a variable that they're going to have to deal One with. One little interesting tidbit in that article that Le- Pierre Lebrun wrote for The Athletic is that he mentioned that there are a number of GMs who aren't happy about Vegas being exempted. And, and that happened when the Seattle date got pushed back. They thought that because it's now going to be, whatever, three or four years since uh, Vegas came in, that some, some teams aren't happy about that. I just found that well, pretty interesting. Well, yeah, but I also... The, I understand the, why. I understand why. But keep in mind, they don't have the owners don't have to split any of their true six hundred fifty yeah, million with, dollars with, Vegas, with the expansion so, yeah. draft with Vegas. So that's so it's the G, but it's the GMs who are a little little miffed. Well, then they're not, they're not talking the ones, to the owners, so they're not the ones getting the checks from the. Yeah, but that's that's <laughs> ridiculous. Checks in the mail. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> checks in the mail. So one other thing in that that same article is that although everybody seems to think that there will be less, there won't be side deals, one team official, speaking anonymously to Pierre, was implied that there still will be some because at the end of the day, they've got to dump, there might be a a cap situation Mm -hmm. that they need to get rid of some cap space. And Seattle provides an avenue for that. And so then they need to incentivize the deal and that might be offering another player or a draft pick or something like that. So that's something that I felt all along is like inaccurate to say there will be no side deals. Mm-hmm. Just take my because you know there was like eight to ten side deals, but we generally talk about two or three of them yeah. from mm-hmm. from Vegas. So means it worked out for others, or like it wasn't significant enough to bring it up as like oh my god, look at this travesty. Well, and that's consistent when we talked to Ron Francis when he got hired. He mentioned that, and then yeah. also again on Thirty One Thoughts, he said a similar thing again. Yeah, uh, in the latest episode. Speaking of shady characters, Mike Babcock <laughs> was <laughs> relieved of his duties in uh, Toronto. Uh, it's a it's a leaflet, a loose leaf here. Leaf pile. Yeah, a leaf pile. We had, Actually, a, whole, we had a whole text yeah. between the three of us <laughs> coming up with names for this. Rake the leaves. <laughs> Rake the uh, leaves. Burn the leaves. Burn the leaves. Leaf pile. I like to leaf pile. Leaf yeah. pile's pretty good. Jump in the leaves. 
So anyway, Babcock's let go. Now, the funny thing about it was that we talked about it on last week's podcast that we wondered if he might be on the, the hot seat. And that wasn't like it was us coming up with that necessarily. We were just reading the, reporting reading. what was being reported. We were reading the tea leaves. Yeah. Oh, the tea leaves. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> And uh, so anyway, like as our episode last week got released, sure enough, it like was the next day. announced yeah, that he had been uh, let go. So now there's all these stories coming out, which are kind of interesting. And, and we had alluded to the fact that maybe he wasn't a player's coach and, and things of that nature. And Andy, what are some of the things that are being talked about now that he's no longer at the helm in Toronto? Well, the big story that came out just over the last couple of days is a, a situation that happened with Mitch Marner in Mitch Marner's rookie season, right. which I believe was 2016, 2017. And apparently Mike Babcock came to him and, and Mitch Marner was struggling early and had him list the players on the roster, rank them in order of who he, who Mitch Marner thought was working hard and who wasn't. Mitch Marner put himself on the bottom of that list. Yeah. But Babcock made that list public to the rest of the team and said where he got it, and it caused a lot of anger, a lot of a lot of divisiveness within the locker room. Mitch Marner was really upset, apparently b- brought to tears about it, and it just didn't get everybody off to a good start there in That's Toronto. Very strange. I heard about a bunch of those kinds of things, and he's very yeah. famous for like scratching guys just yep. before a big important game to them for whatever reason like, like they're back in their hometown yeah or... like even this year jason spezza was was back home playing in I, ottawa yeah that's right yes and and he scratched him for the game and there's all these friends and family in the in the crowd and like stuff like that like mike madonna was scratched before his 1500th yep. game in detroit, in detroit yeah. like oh. crazy stuff like that right like the, and, the interesting and all... thing about this marner one is people people in toronto apparently had some bits of this mm-hmm. and it's it's weird that it's just now coming out like i don't know i don't understand why people didn't push it more maybe nobody wanted to talk on the record well, well he was still there. Yeah, and, and there's always there's always the opportunity for backlash from the coach then too, yeah. right? Like if you yeah. come out and say, like if Mitch Marner comes out and says in the media, Yeah, you won't believe what he did, it really upset me, like he doesn't play then probably, yeah. Yeah. right? Well, like, but apparently yeah, Nazem Kadri was one of the players on the list hmm. near the bottom of working hard. He's okay. now been traded, so he could have he had free reign to say something. But it just, well, I don't know if anybody asked him. Well, but I also heard the media knew a lot about yes, this too. And didn't write about it. And didn't write about it because it's Toronto. There, well, there's consequence because yep. they won't get access yeah. if if they report it, hmm. which is and disappointing. So that, but I guess that's how the world. And then works. he gets fired, yeah. and then they all come out of the, all the stories yeah. come out of the woodwork. So it's interesting. interesting to watch. From very afar. very interesting. Also interesting. There's a series of tweets that came from Akeem Aliu today, who I'm not personally super familiar with the, with this player, but uh, he's obviously a professional hockey player. He's played in the ECHL, the AHL. Uh, he apparently played for Bill Peters, who, of course, is the Calgary Flames coach, has been off to kind of a tough start in Calgary this year after having a great season last year. Uh, and so he says, not very surprising the things we're hearing about Mike Babcock. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Same sort of deal with his protege in YYC, meaning Calgary. He dropped the N-bomb several times towards me in the dressing room my rookie year because he didn't like my choice of music. First one to admit I rebelled against him, wouldn't you? And instead of remedying the situation, he wrote a letter to John McDonough and Stan Bowman to have me sent down to the ECHL. As a 20-year-old on pace for 20 goals in his first pro year with zero power play and penalty kill time, was off to a great start to his pro career. So he's talking about himself, but very, very interesting allegations. This, this, so this is when he was playing for the Rockford Ice Hogs, who Bill Peters was coaching at the time. Okay. In the Chicago system. That's Which why makes sense. To Stan, yep, Bowman. Stan Bowman. Um, this broke this afternoon or this evening while mm-hmm. the Flames were playing. So the Flames, after their game, Bill Peters was not made available to the press 
and their general manager came out and said, we're aware of the situation. We haven't really talked about it yet because we we've been playing tonight, but they're going to look into it and before they make any comments. So this is wanna... really fresh. Yeah. Really and fresh by the time this, we're reporting this Monday, this, yeah. so there may be more by the time you hear this podcast. But yeah. Peters was already on the hot seat because the Flames were off to kind of a slow start. He's definitely sort of insinuating there that not only is Mike Babcock a questionable character, but uh, Peters, who apparently learned from Babcock, is also a questionable character. So so that's some, some strange stuff going on. Now... We asked the question kind of last week, would you want Mike Babcock in Seattle? Andy, you are a resounding no. No. no I was a I was a pretty hard no, but not like a super resounding no because at least the guy has a a track record of winning. Um, but I mean, hearing these things, like I don't want somebody like this around. If the if these things that we're hearing are true, I don't think I really want Mike Babcock. Here. My main hesitation is that he's not a player's coach, as, right. we, as we and these stories kind of confirm that a little bit. And and I just to me that the Seattle team, especially initially, is going to be thrown together. It's going to have some young guys on it probably, and and I think you're going to need somebody who's going to be able to get them to be a cohesive unit. And he doesn't seem like the kind of guy. To do that, that's one thing. And the other thing is, is everything I've read, he's not so keen on the analytics side of things, and he kind of ignores that and pushes against that. And Seattle seems to be embracing that with yep. the moves they've made early on here. So I don't know that's a good fit. Yeah. But I understand why people would be interested in him. As you said, he's, he's won a Stanley Cup. He's got a track record, but yeah. it's just not my choice. If I, so no some, one's asking me, but somebody it's not who, my choice. who does believe in that analytics side of things is Sheldon Keith, who was the uh, the AHL coach for the Toronto Marlies. So he gets promoted now to replace Babcock. Interesting, it, it always felt like he was kind of the guy waiting in the wings yep. once Kyle Dubas yep. became the GM because they have a long history together from in Sault Ste. Marie with the Sioux Greyhounds. And then uh, obviously he brought him up to be in the AHL too. So they've worked together a long time. They definitely see eye to eye. And so I am curious to see how the, the Leafs do now that they have you know, some some new blood behind the bench and somebody who is going to take the same approach as the GM. I think 13 or 14 of the players on the roster were coached by Keith, Keith in the AHL. So, yeah. Or all the way back to junior, too. He's got some guys. That yeah, so that's a good sign, and it obviously worked in the first two games. They're, they're yeah. 2-0 since signing, but um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It could be... Oftentimes when there's a change... It, it, it's crazy a, a to see it like have such a quick change, yeah. though. You see that a lot. The coaches get changed, a new coach comes in, and there's like an initial, an initial burst. I would, I would have to reserve judgment yes. until I see the data on that. No, no, no. 2-0. Best coach ever. I think it's a confirmation <laughs> bias thing. You just remember the good, good things. <laughs> yeah. So some weird stuff going on, though, and uh, interesting timing, too, for the Peters stuff as well, especially being that his team is not yeah. doing great this season. Yeah. So there was a there was a tweet from Odds Shark who, who does like random odds of things. Okay, and uh, similar to McScoop the <laughs> McScoop <laughs> news dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think this is like a, a bona fide uh, business. And, yeah. Oh, are you saying yeah. that McScoop is not? No, I don't. <laughs> no? I, don't okay. I don't think he's legit. Not trustworthy. All but right. uh, the odds for which team Mike Babcock will be the head coach by the end of the 2020-21 season. So not not this season. Mm-hmm. Greatest odds were the Flames. Mm-hmm. Second greatest odds. Seattle. Oh. <laughs> and then Lightning, and then the Wild and Sharks are tied oh, together. So God. anyway, uh, so the odds say what, from this how, random Twitter how account. How the hell would you calculate the odds for well, where he's going to show up? It just seems like that's just guessing. No, he, well, it is, but I mean, it. but Book that's what a lot are of... are very good at what they do. Yeah, I know. They're very so, good at what they do. I don't know if they're taking bets here, but that's, those are the odds. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys think that Bill Peters now is the next one to be let go? Probably. Okay. I don't disagree with you. I think a lot of people think that Bruce Boudreaux won't survive the season, but 
trust me, I'm watching that carefully, and I, I don't think that any of what's happening there is his fault, and if, I think the GM agrees with that as well. So, I mean, the if this story hadn't come out about Bill Peters, do, you, do we think he would have been the next one to go? I know, I they, think, I know they're not playing well. I think he's on thin ice anyway, yeah. and I think that this is like uh, one of those things where he, if, if it true if it turns out to be true, if they investigate this thing and uh, he did say these things at one point and is going to put a black eye in the organization, then I think they're yeah, going to have gonna go. no problem. Yeah. Yeah, and no problem yeah. justifying it. But that, yeah, I I agree. In light of that, that's probably who's going to go next. What's but the, I think Jeff Bashel could be on the hot seat because Detroit is like horrible, and yeah. and they yeah. they're supposed to be kind of getting better. Would Would Steve Eiserman bring Babcock back there? Oof, <sighs> man, yeah, I'm not. A I don't young team. I don't think it's a good fit. But well, I don't necessarily think it's necessarily tied to Babcock, right? The next firing. I'm just saying. No, yeah, I know, I know. I just so, you mentioned that, so I thought. But you do have the the new GM there, right? And like, who is Iserman's guy? I don't think it's Bashel, right? Like, no. And a lot of times GMs want once they come they in, there's already guy. a coach there. They're case you know, in you're point. On, you're Kyle Dubas, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I I think my money now yeah. with with this stuff, I think is definitely on. I think outside of Bill Peters, I, I think you look. I look at New Jersey and John Hines. They're off to a really bad start. They're in second to last place in the yeah. In the and they were supposed to be. And there was some yeah. hype about them. There was excitement yeah. about them. And, and there just, was like some some weird indications too. Like they brought. Tom Fitzgerald down, <laughs> GM came down, AGM came bench, yeah. down to be an assistant coach all of a sudden, yep. which is kind of strange. So um, I could see that also. So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, we we will see. Yes, somebody yeah, we, somebody yeah. is probably going to get canned in the next couple months. I believe. Well said. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're going to talk about some basketball because that's right. what everybody yeah. on this uh, podcast kind of a hybrid basketball yeah. likes fun. to talk about, and all of our listeners are definitely. Can here. you name fifteen NBA players? Hmm. This is going to be a tough quizzical. Let's see. I wouldn't know if you're right. You could just make up names, and I'd be like, sure. LeBron, I could definitely name 15 okay. NBA players. I'm not going to do it. But yeah. So it got released this week that uh, the NBA is considering some pretty sweeping changes, is what they're calling it, to its scheduling. And they're considering doing things like an in-season tournament and a play-in tournament for like the bottom seeds for the playoffs. But are these things that we would want to see in hockey? I think that I really would want to see an in-season tournament. But as far as like a play-in thing at the end, I would definitely have my reservations about that. And I'll tell you why in just a moment. But let me so get your thoughts on it first. The in-season tournament is interesting. It's intriguing. I'd like to hear more about what that would mean. Like what, what do you get if you win the tournament? Like what, what's, what are the stakes? How it affects the regular season? Um, are you reducing the number of games you play in the regular season to allow for this? Does everybody play the same number? Well, if you're the commissioner, and and it's interesting, how do you how would you form that? Yeah, you answer those I, questions with hockey in mind. I don't know. I don't have okay. the answer. That's why I'm not the commissioner. But <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. That's why <laughs> I just I just need to know more what they're thinking. I don't know. I mean, I, I, we don't know exactly what the NBA is looking to do yet because they haven't really. They're just throwing out some ideas, right? I mean, we, they haven't come out with super details and. We don't even know if they're doing it, but... Yeah, I mean, Adam Silver broke this. I remember when he first came on as the commissioner, he started floating these those two specific ideas. Well, um, haven't there been some some problems or some concerns in the NBA that they're resting players because the season's too long? Is this, is this, a, mm-hmm. is this a reaction to it's, that? It's not necessarily, okay. right? And it's, to, if you ask me, I don't know, but it's I don't, to yeah. get more money, right? That, that could be too. So the in-season tournament's... Interesting. I like the World Cup of Hockey that they did preseason. I kind of did too. Um, and I'm hoping that they bring that. Now, that's not all NHL players, mm-hmm. and it's not very broad. Like, there's not a bunch of teams in it, whether there eight in it last time. So I'd rather see something like that than kind of in-season tournament. The play-in situation's very – I don't like it. I know you don't like it, Darren, because I look at the uh, baseball playoffs and the wild-card play-in, like – 
it's kind of diluted the regular season and yep. and baseball so I mean baseball needed to do that because keep, the, the division well the division leaders were like locked in by yeah. like July yep. and so who's going to come to the rest of the year so yeah. you you have more people in it and I think I think hockey because of the three point games the loser point if you will and in, in overtime games that's created uh, a perception that the standings right. are a lot closer than they really are mm-hmm. when the fact is if you're six points out with like a month left that's that's, that's a huge hurdle to get over yeah. and even though it seems like oh that's three games yeah but it's if if other people are even losing in, yeah, in it's, overtime it's more than three games yeah. so that just kind of makes it even more teams like like maybe ottawa would would have had an outside <laughs> chance come in april so and i think too i think like in baseball it feels different like a team that sneaks in has a legit shot. Like I don't know that if Ottawa sneaks into the playoffs, they're going to get crushed, right? Well, I mean, and I the know, makeup of the of like a four seven game series, you know, yeah. a team is going to get exposed if they're yeah. not very good. I think versus so. I think so. Baseball's playoffs actually go a lot faster. And it's funny, John, that your your basis of your argument was that you don't like base the baseball setup. It, I think my whole argument was going to be that exact thing because if you're a team that is kind of a marginal fringe team and you might get in and then you finally sneak in and your reward is you get to lose one game and you're out. That's like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell was the point of all that, right? Yeah. And you're like, you're you're pulling so hard for your team for the last month of the season or whatever and that's what you get out of it. Like that's just, it's, I, it feels like an obvious cash grab and um, I've never particularly liked that since baseball instituted that. So that's why I'm against the play-in tournament more than anything. I just think that it's it's kind of a, a false way to make more teams feel like they're yeah. included, like you were just saying. Yeah. And it's just I just I, think it's kind of cheesy. I also think the majority of the teams make the playoffs in the NHL, right? It it's already feels like Almost. everybody's well, yeah. yeah, now they yeah. do, but I, come yeah. a couple yeah. years. No. Yeah, I know, but yeah. now but it feels like you're everybody's already in it. I mean and, and I will to play devil's advocate, I'm not advocating for the, the play in the devil's but, advocate is not advocating well, yes. that doesn't make He's any advocating sense. for the devil, but yes. not for the plan. But there is something about a one-game <laughs> winner-take-all scenario. Okay. I don't know if this is the right way for it, but mm. that, so, that adds some excitement when so it's one-game win-or-lose. And another thing, man, I love the opening two days of Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. When it's, all kinds of games. There's like five games on one night, and you're just like, oh, my God, my head's going to explode. <laughs> this is so amazing. So – John's it it would, would kind of take away from that moment, right? That special yeah, moment so and where everybody's into it, right? Online, everybody's like, oh, my God, they got in. Even if you don't watch, like, the entire series, like, it seems like that, those first two nights are huge. And right? it feels like there's so many games, enough games those first two nights that something crazy or really amazing is, ha- is going to well, happen. And something starts to emerge, yep. right? Like, like the so Columbus there might be a blowout. The Columbus right? story last year was, was started to emerge in those first couple. Oh, now we got to watch this the rest of this series. Yeah. There's something that emerges that first night. Now, if there's one or two games in the first night, chances are it might not be that interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I just I think I would want to know more about what the NBA's plan is before I would decide if this is something that I would want to see in hockey. One thing that I'll say is that the I appreciate that the NBA is coming with mm-hmm. something that feels innovative, right? I don't feel like the NHL has done anything innovative since the Winter Classic. And really, they're like, hey, no. this thing works. And now they've just beaten it down into the ground with Stadium Series games and Winter Classic the, and the Heritage only... Classic and all. It's it's kind of too much, right? And yeah. it's just like, I'd be cool if they come up with their own interesting ideas. The only thing <laughs> that I would say is quote-unquote innovative, and I'm not sure how 
quote unquote innovative it actually is. is He's the way physically they, doing the quotes. Yeah, so the right way now. they all the way they tweak the, the playoff format to have these divisional yeah. sort of brackets. Like and, and there's mixed people have mixed feelings about that. But that was one change they made instead of just the one for eight seated at each conference. Yeah. I don't know. We'll some see. people like it, some people don't. We'll see what yeah, happens I mean, in the NBA. It, again, this is NBA and they're just and and we had about two minutes to think about this yeah. so <laughs> it, it would be really cool too though like i love that like european soccer they have uh, all these in-season tournaments yeah. and, and different cups that you can Darbies win and, and it well yeah that's literally just like a team yeah. playing against the other team from its town but why not derby. do something like that why not have like the the metro new york metropolitan derby and have some sort of trophy on the line for i, those I think teams. it's derby it's just pronounced derby because they're european but i think everybody calls it derby though uh-huh. i've never heard anybody call it derby <laughs> That's horse racing. <laughs> okay, uh, but you're right, right? Like maybe there could be like a like a tri-state area or the, the California thing. Cup or something. Yeah, you know, college football they have uh, various trophies, right? There's the Apple Cup. There's there's uh, the Cascadia Cup in the MLS with the with Portland, Seattle, sure. Vancouver. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff like that. The Supporters Shield. Yeah, yeah. The Supporters Supporter Shield. shield. Yeah. Well, we have the, pre- the President's Trophy is pretty much. Nah, it's it's not, nobody though. seems to. It's really give, not. Yeah, and nobody likes the President's Trophy. They literally won't even. Touch I know because because you it, it guarantees. <laughs> you not making the final yeah <laughs> by the way i just saw a headline from a certain newspaper here that says nhl seattle should most certainly pursue mike babcock next year if he's still available so Ugh. ah there maybe, you go no. yeah maybe right on the same page times no <laughs> that is like the worst take of all time a thousand times no. fascinating timing on that fascinating timing that we should see that particular headline uh, okay. Hey, last week we talked about Matt Calvert taking some pucks in the face, and uh, there were a couple more of those over the last week here. So an interesting story, Keith Yandel, who has this really long Ironman streak going, and he, obviously he plays for the Florida Panthers, if you aren't aware. He took a essentially a dumped-in puck, hits him in the face. He loses nine teeth. So he, that happens in the first period. He goes out, misses the second period, comes back for the third period, short nine teeth. Right? Finishes the game. That, that sounds painful. Following day, he's got uh, dental surgery in the morning, plays that night. So Probably a lot of protein shakes. I, um, yeah. Biting any apples. I don't know. Definitely a liquid diet for him. You know, um, I mean, it's kind of crazy what he what he did there to keep his streak alive. There's Pretty always these, like, hardcore. Ho- there's always these hockey players are tougher than every other thing. Right? Yeah. And, and sometimes I'm like, hey, that's, that's, that's fine. But this is a, like, if I lost nine teeth, I'd be out for a month, like, yep. on my back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, I, that's impressive. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, we had a similar situation with referee Furman oh. South, who took, a, like, a ring around from uh, Ryan Strom in New York, hits him right in the face. He's all bloodied, lying on the ground, leaves, comes back and finishes refing the game. Not even playing in the game, <laughs> refing yeah. the game. Like, crazy. and they can, they can continue the game yeah, without with one ref. Right? They can yeah. go old school with one ref. It's, Man. These guys are crazy. Like, imagine I, blowing yeah. the whistle after you've just been hit in the mouth uh, with a hockey puck. The refs are maybe so... He did, maybe he just, like, waved his hands frantically. He's like, hey, I want to blow the whistle, but I can't. <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. I don't think that works as well. It probably doesn't. I feel, like, I feel like the whistle is a pretty integral part. That makes players stop. Yep, of the ref referees like yes, toolkit i agree but anyway maybe they, i wonder if they tested that in the hallway before letting him go back out there can yeah, you blow tur- the whistle turns out there is still some toughness in hockey wouldn't you know <laughs> speaking of toughness in hockey we have a few bad boys oh that wasn't a bad segue i've yeah, struggled good, a little uh, with my yeah, segues segue. tonight but that, that was one was pretty good uh it I don't wasn't know if, bad yeah oh well these guys were <laughs> i don't know if this was really a toughness this was just kind of stupidity from robert bortuzzo oh, so yeah. 
he throws Victor Arvidsson a real hard cross check into uh, yep into his own net because Arvidsson was kind of in the crease area and he apparently didn't like it. And he looks over at the ref, sees he's getting a penalty, and then turns back to Arvidsson and gives him another even harder shot while Arvidsson is down on the ground, like in his lower back. Where lower back. No pads. Oh man, it looks and really, Arvidsson's out really Four brutal. Six weeks. Yep. So. Now you have uh, Bortuzzo gets uh, suspended for, what did they give him, four games? Which, yep, which feels light. Feels real light compared and to he has Arvidsson. a history of this. Two years ago, he did the same thing to Josh Bailey of the New York Islanders. Uh, I thought it was Brock Nelson. Yeah, it oh, was sorry. Brock Nelson, Brock unless Nelson. he okay. did it to Bailey as well. Might have. I, be, I think you're bar- I think it was Brock Nelson. One, Mal- one of those guys and on the And he did Islanders. it to Malkin as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. I know that one. Wow. Malkin also almost took somebody's head off with his stick, so... Not exactly. Well, because Malkin's so tall. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is brutal, man. Like that is a it's, brutal. It's a brutal hit. It's like in in the if you watch the player safety video, like they kind of call out that it's not a hockey play. The because he cross checks him first into the net. Looks and at that, the ref. That was kind of a hockey play. Yeah, yeah. but that and then was he's like, "Well, well I'm just going to get my licks in." Mm-hmm. Yeah, might as well because I'm yeah, going the, to the penalty box yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's there's just, no point I, in it. He was the he wasn't doing anything um, me- mentally. How do you even? I don't even understand how I, somebody's wired to do that. I as think a natural can, reaction. I think you can go crazy trying to understand the player safety rationale on these suspensions because spitting a guy is three games. That was four. Uh, that that feels a lot more. You're jumping the gun a little because that was also listed oh, on bad boys. That sorry. was going to be our third bad boy situation. We'll, we'll tell you about the spitting up coming up. Uh-huh. <laughs> coming up. But to me, crushing a guy like that is much more dangerous and worthy of one more game. But what do I know? I mean, I don't, I don't understand how they determine these things. Yeah. Uh, so you also had Alexander Kerfoot get suspended two games without pay. Without pay. Without pay. Oh. <laughs> For boarding Colorado Avalanche defenseman Eric Johnson. Uh, I mean, okay. And then, as you Sorry, just alluded to, the spitting situation. Uh, tell us about the spitting situation, Andy. It, it was the Anaheim Ducks were in D.C. playing the, the Caps. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Hashtag all caps. All caps. Hashtag uh, rock, rock the Red, red or something, yeah. that what it is, something like that. And uh, <laughs> it all started with former Portland Winterhawk pest, Brendan Leipzig, ah. who made a big hit on Derek Grant behind the net. And then uh, it was chaos, like like a fight almost breaks up, but the play's still going, and the capital or the capital score <laughs> while yeah. they're all like wrestling around in the corner. Uh, and then in the scrum that ensued, once everything, once the goal was scored, Garrett Hathaway spits on Eric Gabranson. And uh, well, Gabranson cheap shotted him, yes, right yeah. as he was kind of. Yeah, it wasn't up. like he was saying, it wasn't not, standing there, <laughs> not justifying the, yeah, the spitting, spit. but like it was pretty brutal cheap shot too. Yep. Yeah, it got ugly, and then his reaction was a spit, and so he's getting suspended for three games, as we said. So Garnet Hathaway gets suspended. Now, what about Brad Marchand? He licked a guy's he face. He did lick That's a guy's a good face. Point. Actually, he, did not he get licked suspended. multiple guys' faces. Was it two? Two guys' faces. Two faces? No issue. He didn't, Hathaway he got, is he got no, no Brad Marchand. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> and it wasn't is, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, Garnet Hathaway isn't as good as Brad Marchand, so therefore he should be suspended. I, again, I have no idea I'm how, not how saying he shouldn't. these I'm things. I'm saying that was definitely way... And it was during the playoffs. Now, things may have changed, right? Because... Remember, Marshawn got they a, a warning. Rule. They made a rule about it, right? Didn't they? Did they know. make a rule? Or they, or they warned him that he would, if he continued it, he would, he would face some more punishment. I think something like that happened. Yeah, he w- he got warned. So but they set a precedent him. by not punishing him. But I think right. there wasn't a rule about licking on the books before, so they couldn't <laughs> suspend him for licking. Well, what's the rule on spitting? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm saying. It's madness. Well, and so, but when you think about Hathaway, wasn't suspended by player safety. Correct. Right, a totally different kind of department. Suspended by the health department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The CDC. This is how mumps happens. Yeah, and... There was a mump scare in hockey a couple years ago. I mean, that, 
it, it's not a good look for him, but in the grand scheme of things, right? Like Bertuzzo injures somebody. Kerfoot almost, I mean, the Kerfoot hit, we don't talk about enough because. But it could have led to a pretty serious injury. It was gnarly. Yeah. It was really gnarly. Yeah. I saw it live and I was like, I mean, oh my he's, God. He's lucky the guy is. And he, because he, he was able to roll onto yeah. his shoulder, but that's something where somebody could break their neck. Yeah. And that was pretty brutal. Two games, right? Almost broke. Like, I'm not saying, I shouldn't say almost broke his neck, but in a situation where he could have, have. right? A guy spits, obviously disgusting, but gets more than somebody who almost, like... Or the the Bertuzzo one, like one game difference. To me, that's just maddening, but... Yeah, I think the player safety ones have a lot to do with the NHLPA. Yeah. And there's, like, allowable suspensions. The NHL's kind of hands are tied in those situations. Well, and I knock them and I'm, and I'm ripping them, but I also would never want that job because it seems no, very yeah. difficult to assess the proper amount of, of suspension for from hit to hit. So I, I wouldn't want that gig. I just want to be able to criticize them. I still really don't think that, I know I've made this argument before, but what, what good does a suspension do for Arvidsson, right? Like Or Arvidsson's team? So Bartuzzo misses four games in the middle of the first half of the season. Sure. not going to hurt the Blues. Well, what benefit does the Predators get out of that? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know what you're getting. Darren at. wants satisfaction. No, but but it was ironically this Nashville. They played a home and home, so the next yeah. game. Oh, was so there was a fight early on. <laughs> All right. Aside from this know, very specific instance, <laughs> no, but we talked about that last year, where yeah. you'd like to have some kind of predators have like. Some sort so, of say in the penalty. And when or, they get, when they sit when, out. Or, or, you know, this guy, Arvidsson's out four to six weeks because of a cheap shot. Maybe Bortuzzo sits out until Arvidsson returns. I don't know. I think that's an interesting scenario um, when it's definitely like. You like, obviously it, cause the injury. In a malicious, like, non-hockey play, yeah. right? Like, it's one thing, like. If you hit a guy and it's fast and yeah. he gets hurt. And Where it's like, like oh, okay, I, I was him. just putting myself in a vulnerable situation, but yeah. it was still a hockey play. But, I mean, that, there's something to be said that. I, kn- I know what you're saying, and then we talked about, like, okay, well, what if it's crossing seasons and then he gets traded? Like, This is why I don't want that job. <laughs> yeah. It would be really difficult to come I up actually, with I honestly don't know that there's a right answer to system. these suspensions. I know everybody has strong feelings, and probably depends if you're a Predators fan or a Blues fan. You have some strong feelings, but I think it's a tough gig, yeah. even though I like to complain about them. I also, like, you see the the people that come out of the woodwork on, you know, on Twitter and on whatever social media, and they just have Ban such, them forever. Ban them forever. such strong opinions, right? Like, yeah. just no place in the game that for this. That should be 10 this. games. Like, but, like, the, a cross-check to the back, like, I'm sorry, but it's been around for many, many, many years when you're right in front of the net, you know? So it's yeah. like that one, it, it was a very malicious hit, but also if that same thing happens five years ago, there's absolutely no penalty. But they penalized him for the cross check. I he know. He was getting a penalty. I know, but it, he's Which in the crease. Which could have benefited the Predators right away because they had a power play. But call. he's in the goal crease. Yeah. That never would have been called before. Yeah, I don't know. It was from, it was it was from behind, but I, I you're agree. Right. I agree. I'm just right. saying, like I I think that like over time, you know, yeah, oh, like 20 years ago, yeah. no place in the game for this. It was like, savage in front of the net 20 years ago. Or he so. would have gotten completely yeah. away with it, spitting in the face, right? Like the only reason that Bullies it's a big were deal on the back of the legs. The only and... reason that it's a big deal is because people were able to like slow it down, and see it. you know. So I don't know. I, We've had guys who bit people before. Would they get suspended too? Uh, I don't know. He was a Canuck, wasn't he? Well, just one of them. Mm, there were other guys yeah. who bit people. <laughs> yeah, Alex Burrows. It was. Yeah, Burrows. I don't think I don't think he yeah. got suspended. But there was a more recent oh. players too, though. Talk about trash players, Alex oh, Burrows. Yeah. Hey, his so name's good. going up in the Ring of Honor this year, Vancouver. Time to move on to <laughs> everyone's favorite segment. And when you say Ring of Honor, you mean Ring of Dishonor, right? Uh, no, Ring of Honor. Oh, we were God. there. When, you were there when it was announced. I know, and I was disgusted. Then I'm disgusted now. <laughs> The segment I'm referring to, of course, is 
Goalie Gear Corner! We have two Goalie Gear Corner entries this week. The first one comes from Amanda Lavelle of the Minnesota Whitecaps NWHL team. Uh, so these are pretty sick. Brian's. We will, yeah, Brian's. We'll, we'll put these in the show notes, so feel free to, to give it a click. This is a nice Brian setup. So because she plays for the, the Whitecaps and uh, Minnesota has a, a very long history, well, it's known for its lakes, right? This is Minutia again. That's only right. sort of. Only sort of. It's goal year corner <laughs> okay. related, though. Uh, but she's got a couple of walleye swimming up the pads. Those so are pretty sweet. Is that, a, is that a Minnesota thing? A Minnesota fish? The walleye? The walleye, yeah. Yeah, it's a very... Because the white caps. They're not the walleye. No, but well, there's white cap... There's waves on the pads, and then there's walleye swimming. I like the fish. Swimming. I like the fish. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, okay. I was wondering how appropriate it was. Got it. I think it's very appropriate. I like the... It's a good fish. Because the white it's, caps... It's on, her, it's on her glove, too. Right, and her blocker. The oh, the, yeah, yeah. the white cap re- references waves breaking on lakes, which is why you get when it's windy and cold out. And that coincidentally, if it's if there's white caps on the lake, you know what they call that? They call that a walleye chop because uh, it's a good time to go fishing for walleye. Ah, yeah. so okay. now it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. so wrap that up for the us more nicely. You know. Walleye. The more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the was there a mascot? Maybe their mascot. What's their mascot? It's. It's a no, wave. Like the, the, wave. No, it's the a mas- no, no, the mascot running around the arena. They no, don't. I don't know. Not I don't all think the, they have okay. one. Not all teams a walleye, have. that would make even more sense. That's all I'm saying. All Maybe right. it should be a walleye. Oh, man. Anyway, that's uh, <laughs> our first entry into Goalie Gear Corner, Amanda Lavelle. Second one comes from Elvis Gersle. Gers is not going to work here anymore. Of the <laughs> <laughs> Elvis Gerslickens of the Gersle. Is that you say his name? Gerslickens? Sure. Of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, so he released a new set of pads and, and gloves this week that's from Bauer, not from Brian's. I'm uh, sorry to disappoint you. No, I don't like yeah, these then. Yeah, but these are pretty good. John, I'm, do you want to describe I'm these? I know that Bauer, you were uh, you were pretty excited about these ones. Yeah, I think these are pretty cool. They've got like uh, the Columbus skyline when you put the two pads together. Um, and even the blocker and the glove have the, the same kind of skyline on there. And then it's got the kind of Columbus... Blue Jackets flagging flag. thing. Yeah. Which I think, is that the flag of the state of Ohio? Yes, it is, actually. Uh, okay, yeah, very cool. I like him a lot. I mean, you know, it's cool. Do we know it's what his mask cool. looks like? His mask isn't in this picture. He hasn't changed his mask, okay. I don't believe. It's just a new goalie gear setup. It does have the cannon on it, though, too, at the top, and I'm not a real big fan of the cannon. Do you That's, know I do what like na- how, looking at the tweet of this, how in the re- in the responses, people are tagging you. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. To, to like alert you that I this know, is I out there. A, I got a few notifications. <laughs> <laughs> I, just I got one that was like, Daniel, look at that. Like, it was mentioning Darren in this thing. I got one that was like, hey, did you see this? And I was like, yeah, I just put it on the show notes already. We already have this one. <laughs> With that. <laughs> It's still so keep tagging though. That's kind of cool. Yeah, right? we love getting. Darren doesn't have to do any work for this. No, People it's great. Just make, yeah, yeah of course he doesn't do any work for this. I, <laughs> Goalie Gear Goalie Gear Corner has essentially just become like a tip line, right? Like just people sending me pictures. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's how yeah. it works. Now speaking of Elvis Merzlikens, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even close. I don't even have the right first but, letter. But I, I like that one better. Uh, old Merce Lickens. Uh-huh. Save Merce Lickens. So do you know what national, where he's from, what nationality? Greece. I Greek. do, because I saw his Twitter profile, okay. and Is it, it says it in there. No, he's Latvian. Oh. Yeah, and he played in the World Juniors, I mean, some years ago, and had like 60 saves in a game or something. I think it might have been against Canada or the U.S., but uh, he's been on the radar for a Merce while. Lickens. Sorry. Do you know? So, <laughs> do you know who the most famous Latvian goalie of all time is? And that's 
certainly subjective. Was, but yeah. Uh, Oli Kozo? Uh, or is he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's German. Oli Hint. Oli. He played for the Sharks. Arturus Urbe? Correct. That's, yeah, that's correct. right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Got him. Uh, Arturus Burbe? That wraps up this week's Goalie Gear Corner. We now move on to our weekly one-timers. Our first weekly one-timer, the Islanders finally had their point streak snapped, if you will. Uh, Andy, you were calling it a heater for several weeks in a row. Where did they finally land with their point streak? A heater is a win streak. Uh I don't know if this counts necessarily. I mean, that was a pretty good heater of a point streak. I'll accept it. It's the modern heater. Well, they set a franchise record. They got to 16 games with at least one point. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's you know who good. was really hot during that? I think had 19 points during the Washington Capitals. Games. Barry Trotz. No, no, no. A player who was in that oh. win streak had 19 uh, points. Matthew Barzell. Josh Bailey. Bar- Matthew Barzell. Semyon Varlamov. No, Matthew Barzell. Barry Trotz. Matthew Barzell. Okay. <laughs> had 19 points. <laughs> Right. In those 16 games. What was interesting is the Capitals were like just as hot. Yeah, they didn't really make a big crowd. Yeah, on yeah. so so uh, that's a pretty hot. I like Rizal, man. Like we all, I mean, not we all, like many people, including myself, thought they might take a step back, but doesn't look like it. Mm-mm. Nope. Looking pretty good. Yeah. Our next weekly one timer. Some interesting news came out of Ottawa this week because it was reported that uh, Bobby Ryan has uh, decided to take part in the NHL's player assistance program. Do we know anything about like what he's going through? Nope. And I think that's part of the program is they don't reveal details. They just kind of let the, let people know. I mean, in a way, it would be great to just not announce anything, to yeah. not draw attention to it. But it could be drugs and alcohol. It could be some mental mental challenges now i don't know many people know the story the backstory of bobby ryan is bobby ryan um was not born bobby ryan he was i think it was bobby stevenson hmm. at 10 years old um his this is a, this is a longer story but his his father coming home from the bars got in a very violent domestic violence situation hmm. with his mother wow. um and got arrested got charged with attempted murder posted bail and then skipped bail with eventually the family moved to California and assumed a different identity and different name. Bobby was 10 at the time, right? And, you know, he had to be in on the secret, but he was a phenom hockey player in California, so he kind of stood out a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at 13, so this is three years after living in California, um, Bobby's father was eventually found and arrested and extradited back to New Jersey and uh, eventually um, did jail time, probably rightfully so. So he had a really kind of tough, tough childhood. And, mm-hmm. and I know there's a story about him when he played for the, he eventually went to the Owen Sound attack. And um, on Mondays, he'd have to skip practice to go see uh, a family psychologist. And so Bobby's had kind of a rough go in the last couple of years, but like he's had a rough life and got through this relatively well. And you don't know if some there, some of those issues are manifesting, but it was an opportunity to talk about Bobby Ryan and kind of what he's gone through mm-hmm. to get to where he's at. And he's had a, a heck of a tough childhood that a lot of us haven't. So yeah. I remember reading that when he kind mm-hmm. of got drafted and it was a, it was a obviously an interesting story and a kind of a terrifying story in a way. So yeah, well, hopefully, um, it, hopefully he gets the, yeah, uh, the help yeah, and, through this program. And the one thing is, I think NHL doesn't get enough credit for this program because... The- I actually think it's really cool how this was handled and how it got communicated. Yeah. And I, I, I saw nothing but positive responses. Yeah. It's kind of great that we don't know what's going yeah. on. You're right. Right. Yeah. Right. You're right. Yeah. And, but the, also, it's 
because none of our business. These are like real life challenges mm-hmm. that yeah. people because they're hockey players have, don't, don't and they're just the living right. under yeah. the microscope. And it feels like the NHL is very supportive of this. Mm-hmm. Not just the PA, but it's a joint thing. They're just, hey, let's get this right. Instead of like suspending somebody or bailing on somebody, probably in the darkest time that they need it the most. In a way, the NHL and the PA obviously are supporting him. And I'm not saying this is drugs or alcohol related, but even in those situations, they have that. I mean, we, you know, there's been plenty of players that have come out after and said, yeah, I had an alcohol issue and I checked in. I'd be hesitant to assume some of these things, but I would think, so I'm not a psychologist or a drug and alcohol treatment, but if you are going through any of that kind of stuff, not having having the details out in the media probably helps. It might, might probably take some pressure off you if you can right. just go wherever this program takes you and you can do it in, in privacy and, and not have to worry about what people are writing in, in newspapers. And yeah, and, and I don't. I would hope that a lot of the journalists that are covering these teams probably don't pry and don't yeah. go look for it what I saw either. from, from yeah. writers, that that was the response. People were just saying, "Let's you know, good luck, hope you can help you feel better or whatever hope you take care of what you need to take care of and yeah nobody was like prying or yep. trying to find out I totally speculating agree. So. totally agree fascinating and tough story mm-hmm. and probably not one that we should have put into weekly one timers because that was <laughs> that was a, a pretty deep conversation to have there but well, and i kind of sprung it on you guys so that's I true apologize yeah that, but that's all right no yeah. that was great i'm glad you shared it uh our next weekly one timer Corey Schneider of the New Jer- Jersey Devils, who I think we discussed, what was it, a week or two ago? We were like, oh, yeah, he's still the starter, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. definitely. Well, no, he was put on waivers by the Devils and apparently cleared. So now is he in the AHL He is right in now? the AHL. He's played a game already. Is he in Binghamton? Yeah. So there you go. So potentially the end of an era for so, Yeah, I mean, he's Corey. got some injury problems, and he missed quite a bit of time. Like last oh, yeah. Year, year he's had a lot of injuries. Yeah. I think it was a hip but thing the, or a yeah, knee he's thing. Had, over his whole career, he's kind he of He hasn't played him. too many games. He's played no. less than 10 games this year. Yeah. So now, is Mackenzie Blackwood getting most of the starts yes, there? Yes, okay. yeah. Quiz. Oh, Let's okay. get a quizzical. All right. Uh-oh. Who's now the backup? Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. No, he's the starter. Oh. Um, I feel like I should know this. Michael Hutchinson. Okay. Louis Domingue. Ah, Louis yeah. Domingue. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't have guessed that. I thought you were going to guess that. Who the Canucks trade got in their pick they traded. Mm. Corey nope. That was nope. I, I don't that care. Answer. Don't care. <laughs> What's the answer? Bo Horvat. Bo, oh. After they pick Don't you thing. call him Bo Horvat? Yeah, sometimes. He <laughs> <laughs> and, f- and I are tight like that. <laughs> Our final weekly one-timer. You just had to get a little bit of uh, Vanusha in there, didn't you? I didn't. Put I, this, put I didn't there. put this on the switch. Uh, no, I, was, I don't believe I, it for I a second. The, I did not put this on there. Vancouver Canucks with six special team goals in their win against Nashville. Five power play goals and one shorthanded now, goal. The one, Is that impressive? Are we impressed by that? Sure. Is that why we're putting this on here? I didn't put it on there, but uh-huh. I'm impressed by it. This, but I will. I will say though, uh, in full disclosure, that shorthanded goal was an empty netter. Oh, okay. So, so still, still a shorthanded, shorthanded goal, still counts. Mm. But you know, it's not like somebody busted down the defense and beat a goaltender. I remain unimpressed by this. <laughs> But that wraps have up. The wild, have, have the Wild had six, five power play goals all year? I don't know. Probably not. That wraps up this week's <laughs> weekly one-timer. <laughs> weekly one-timers. Forgot the S there. It's important, the S. We close the show with game on the radar. And by game, I mean games. <laughs> You're having probably plurality. Today, that yeah. one that one was intentional. The <laughs> first one was not. That one was intentional. Uh, my game on the radar is uh, Wednesday, so night before Thanksgiving. 
which hopefully we'll have the podcast out by then and this won't be completely moot. But uh, <laughs> Wednesday night, we got 5 p.m. Vegas at Nashville. I just think that'll be a fun game to watch. It'll, and it'll. it's the free game on NHL.tv. Yeah. So hopefully you get out of work a little bit early. Wednesday is the drinkingest night of the year. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> so you can hockey game. crack open a couple of pops and, and watch uh, watch that game. I think that that game, that, game so good. that game will be so good that it, that it builds up your appetite. Is I don't it? know, but when you think about it, it does kind of make it, sense, it right? It does make sense, but I don't I don't know if that's because of like somebody did the you're science always out, you're always out no but you have the recency bias of like going home for the holidays yeah. right or thanksgiving and it's like oh let's go out before because you can't do it uh christmas eve that does right? happen christmas eve you can't really go out new year's is such a mess to go out on so like i will say when i was in college that it felt like you would see all your old high school friends at exactly. the local bar. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think yeah. is the. It sounds accurate. So it was the drunkiest it... day of the year for Darren. <laughs> it's for a no, different no. Age. That was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. All right, Andy's game on the radar. My game on the radar is Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So after you've done all your, after you trampled shoppers trying to get deals on TVs, yeah, you can kick back and watch on your new TV. At 5.30 p.m. our time, the Blues at the Stars, a, a heated Central Division, top the two teams at the top of the Central Division wow. battling it out. Stacked. Exciting. It yeah. is stacked. And John? I'm going to go Thanksgiving Day. Oh. I didn't know that there were hockey games on Thanksgiving Day. I didn't either. But apparently the Devils play the Canadians. And wow. Huh. Being that that's the only game on that day, is it that's the game to watch. It is in Montreal. Well, it's, hmm. not their, it's not their Thanksgiving. But uh, New Jersey's there. Yeah. So obviously it's on their Thanksgiving. So. True, but many of them are Canadian or European. Then it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they're you know they're devils, so like they yeah, that's really, true. Uh, um, not that Wait, Thanksgiving not, is Thanksgiving's not religious. Very religious. <laughs> anyway, uh, by the way, I think we should very quickly say what we're thankful for. I'm very thankful that we have this podcast because I genuinely enjoy doing this every week with you guys, and we have an awesome uh, fan base and group of listeners, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger every week. So thank you all for um, continuing to listen and continuing to support us. Andy, I, what I wanna, are you thankful uh, for? I'm definitely thankful for the listeners, especially the ones that always uh, yell up at me at the press box. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm out the show. We're and they're tweeting at us, yep. and they're it's always yeah, good, fun very very cool stuff. Yep. John, I like I love the listeners as well. I mean, just the the interactions and the kind of they're in on kind of our segments and call us out when when they see something of interest and uh, so that's pretty cool. But I'm also very thankful for Darren and all the editing yes. he does. Oh, Definitely. thank you. Like yeah. you don't understand. No, that's all Wade. How much? Oh yeah, Wade. I People mean, don't realize how much. I'm not thankful that. for Wade, but I'm. <laughs> I am thankful for Darren and the editing because I don't think people realize how much of a mess this podcast. Yeah, this would is be a, this is a hot mess. Put it all together. It's about we we take about five hours to <laughs> yeah. record this. We get a half hour out of that. Yeah, yeah. of usable stuff. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, but yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you all. We hope that you all get to have just a, a wonderful, wonderful holiday celebrating with your family and friends. Uh, we actually have listeners all over the world too, believe it or not. So if you aren't celebrating Thanksgiving, then just have a really great week, and we'll talk to you all next week. And but watch the Montreal game. Exactly. Yeah, Thursday. You see that Montreal Devils game. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Thank you. Mayflower boat. Mayflower boat. Baby Pilgrim Shark Baby Pilgrim Shark Mama Pilgrim Shark Mama Pilgrim Shark Daddy Pilgrim Shark Daddy Pilgrim Shark Grandma Pilgrim Shark
Grandma Pilgrim Sharky.